Welcome to The Lowdown, KMXT's new daily show dedicated to giving you the up-to-date information we have available on the COVID-19 outbreak and how it's impacting life on Kodiak Island. The Lowdown will focus on the facts as provided to us by local and state officials. During the show, we give you access to local officials and experts on COVID-19 and community actions related to it. If you have questions for our guests, please email them to lowdown at kmxt.org or call KMXT at 486-3181. You can find a list of upcoming guests on our Facebook page or on our website, kmxt.org. Audio from each day's program will be posted on the website. Welcome to another week of lowdowns. Today I'm pleased to be joining the members of the Economic Development Corporation. Sarah, John, and Amy are in the studio again after being away for a couple of weeks. I feel like it was only yesterday. When, But we're, we're here to talk at length about a, a new grant program that has just been unrolled into the community. There's a lot of details involved with it. I think in particular when we were talking about this, you, you have a, a strong desire to get information about the program out to the community because the window is really small. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of resources available for people in the community. So with all the questions that people are going to have about this, this we, we would really love to have you call or shoot us an email with your questions so these folks can adequately answer all the questions that are going to come up. Um, So, hey, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Good to be here. Yeah. Uh, So let's let's just talk about it. It's the Kodiak Economic Development Corporation, which is a new entity. Yes, brand new. Just officially became official on May 29th. So... John, you were trying to explain this a little bit. Um, It it became necessary because of all the information that's going to come out that you need to to incorporate so that you can be the primary instrument of distributing the money into the community rather than have it uh, be city-based? That's right. Now, we were here a couple weeks ago, and we talked about the uh, Economic Task Force, uh, which was a group of about 10 people that were put together by the ESC to just look at uh, you know the implications to businesses of the shutdowns and so this is a now an outgrowth of the economic task force which was always going to be short-lived when you know hopefully when this you know, the COVID response was over the task force was going to go away but now um, because we've had access to the grant funds the city received about or will receive about 11.9 million dollars through the state over the next uh, several months and so we've been able to talk with the council the councils actually agreed to uh, contribute a portion of that $11.9 million to small businesses. Uh, in order to distribute those funds, we found out working with the attorney is that um, we had to form a corporation, a nonprofit, to so be a 501c6 corporation to uh, help distribute those funds. And the real reason for that is that in order to evaluate the applications that Amy and Sarah will talk about in a minute, um, you know, we need to have some financial details about the, uh, the organization, the nonprofit. Uh, whatever the entity is, uh, we need to have that. And our well, commitment is to keep that information uh, as uh, confidential as possible. So if the city had processed these applications, then 
uh, everything a city has will be subject to a records request or FOIA request. Right. So since we will, we the Economic Development Corporation will hold the uh, hold the information uh, separate from the city. We'll process the applications. The only information, uh, at least as far as our attorney believes, uh, the only information that would ever go out would be the name of the company and the amount they receive if there was any kind of information request. Because we actually will have to forward that information to the city so they can cut checks. So, uh, and beyond that, and that's part of it, we, but we've wanted to create an economic development corporation for some time, um, and uh, we can talk a little bit more about that. But I think that will be a long-term project to help uh, Kodiak businesses and, uh, and nonprofits thrive uh, for years to come and not just this short-term task force project. So this is an independent group that's separate mm -hmm. completely from the city. Completely separate. Uh, we we are going to receive funding from the CARES Act, and right now the uh, the directors there's four directors right now, and uh, we just Amy said we set it up on Friday, um, and you know six months months from now we think we'll probably look completely different. We'll probably new directors, but for now it's a nonprofit. Nobody gets paid. Nobody receives any kind of a salary or compensation doing this. It's all strictly volunteer. Um, to help our small business community, our nonprofit community. So this is an outgrowth of your normal job working with Discover Kodiak and with the chamber, right? I mean, this is part of what your function is. Right. That's it. That's exactly right for me with the chamber. We believe in the economy of Kodiak. We support our small businesses. That's a good chunk of our membership. And so the Kodiak Economic Task Force was a natural group to be a part of. And then again, with the Development Corporation, just transitioning back over both part of part of all three groups now, uh, just to support our businesses, you know, we have to represent our membership. This is the best thing for our membership. So are you three ball directors? Yes. Yes. You're all three. And then you, there's another person that's not here today. Yes. That's right. Who's that? <laughs> uh, Mark. Mark Anderson. Oh, Mark, Mark Anderson. Anderson. With North Rim. And I, I just, just want to say, too, is why is the city involved in this? Is, um, you know, part of the city uh, goals and objectives when we do our budget every year is economic development. And, right. and we've always set money aside for economic development. But we've never really had a, I think, a really effective mechanism to do that. So I, I, I'm hopeful and believe that this is the mechanism. We've got really talented people. Um, uh, so nobody's being paid for this, but it's, I mean, just, it's a labor of love and a commitment back to the community, and we want our small businesses to participate, and that's why we're here today, is that if you have any kind of economic loss you've experienced due to this COVID uh, response, please, please, please contact us either through the website, uh, which Amy will tell you about, or just at Discover Kodiak. Um, just contact them there, and, uh, and if, you, if you're tired of filling out applications because you filled them out and you didn't get PPP, or maybe you did, uh, please, please contact us because we have money that we want to get back into the community to help strengthen and restore and revitalize our small businesses and nonprofits. So you th things are coming down pretty quickly. I mean, there's a, a lot. You, you've excel I, I don't know anybody who actually started a corporation in a week. You know, <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty fast. But now you've also got this large chunk of money that you've got a timeline for that's accelerated the process even more. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, you got $2 million, right? Absolutely. Um, 
John's like, is anyone else going to talk here? <laughs> yes. So the we know that our small businesses are in need now and have been for a long time. So our goal is to get them money as quickly as possible. So the timeline is aggressive, but I think it's like John said, it's something we're all willing to put the effort and time into. Uh, we plan on, you know, sitting at home reviewing applications <laughs> for hours and hours, getting ready for this just so that we can go in and be informed when we all get together. Um, yes, we do. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow night what the exact dollar amount is after the city council meeting. But um, whatever that is, we're going to do our best to spend it for them. Okay, and in spending, there, John, you mentioned this before. The the city is under an obligation with the this CARES money to distribute it by the end of the month. That's right. And the city should be getting about five point three million dollars uh, right now. So the eleven point nine is going to be distributed over a period of uh, really the next six months. So it's be five point three, then three point three, and three point three. So eleven point nine. So the first chunk. Um, has to be spent before the end of this month, before the end of June, in order to, and it, well, 80% of it, I should say, has to be spent in order to qualify for the next round of funds. So they technically don't have to spend it, but then that means they won't get the rest of the money. So there is certainly pressure. And I know that the uh, city manager, and I can't speak for him, but city manager I know has, uh, has looked at a list of things that uh, COVID, what his expenses have been responding to COVID, setting up the ESC and the EOC, and a number of other things and you know salaries to staff those uh, organizations so i know there's there are quite a few covid related expenses the city has uh, has incurred but they'll be tallying those up and that's uh, for the first go around they'll uh, get those uh, those obligations identified and then sort of balance that against what they believe they can afford to give to the uh, Kodiak economic development corporation but i'm anticipating probably 2 million 2 million plus dollars out of that 5.3 now is everything have to be COVID related? I mean, the, we we've heard so much about the strings attached to the COVID COVID and the CARES money, that it, we there's there's a fear that if it's not spent on the right thing, that the money has to be returned. I mean, is the way that the grant program is is organized so that no money is going to go to somebody that's asking for something in it that that doesn't qualify? So if you buy a new truck, we're, we're probably going to notice. Yes. So um, we haven't mentioned the website name yet, so let's get that out there. The website is Kodiak, and then the letters EDC, standing for Economic Development Corporation.org. So KodiakEDC.org. That is your place of information. That's where the applications are. And there is a Frequently Answered Questions page on that website. And on that website... Um, on that page, it has um, a list of things that you can use the money for. So you're right. There are um, specific, you know, spe specifications on where you can spend the money. And then there is a agreement that you sign when you get the money saying that you are going to report at the end of the year how you spent that money. So there will be some follow-up to make sure that the money was spent on the right things. So maybe Sarah can explain. She, Sarah really was the uh, creator for the most part of the application. And a lot of the, there's a lot of criteria and questions on the application that will help this differentiate. And I, again, I, we don't want to scare anybody away, by, but we want to really encourage people. And, and I think, um, I think we will, when we look at the evaluations, you know, if, it's, if it relates to loss of income or it relates to payroll expenses or inventory cost or PPA, anything that you can say, or if you're a seasonal business 
uh, and you haven't lost money yet, but your 80, bookings are down, say, 80%, uh, and you can project losses, then then we're really interested in those types of things. But, I mean, Sarah did the application. Maybe you can explain that more. Yeah, John's exactly right. We, we are dealing with both um, expected income losses as well as already realized income losses for any businesses. The purpose of this grant, what we really noticed was a lot of people were getting excluded or didn't have an opportunity or weren't qualified for other grants and loan options. We're trying to get money into hands of people who really need it, who have or have not gotten any of the grant funding process before. So there, there are some restrictions. Yes, you do need to use it on things like salaries. It's going to be similar to the PPP and the EIDL programs. You do have those similar constraints. But also, a lot of our fishing vessels have had extra in- expenses for the COVID-19 pandemic, whether it is putting a new crew member up in a hotel for a couple weeks to do the quarantine. That is not a typical expense that they have. So, they, they need some reimbursement for that, whether it is cleaning supplies, extra barriers. There have just been no end to the requirements of PPE that all businesses need, I, the chamber included. You know, we we had to buy extra things. Hand sanitizer, you guys have it right here on the desk. You can't have it. Exactly. I know you. I exactly. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's a premium cost now, too. So we know there's been all sorts of realized extra expenses. Um, And then our tourism-based businesses who obviously know that their bookings are down. I mean, Amy can speak so much more to this, but their bookings are down. So they already know they will have a realized loss. If they can project that, we can work with that. Uh, i just give one example, too, is that that occurred to me. This is going to be a little bit different on our program is that religious institutions can also apply. If you've had to buy technology to stream services online, or if you had to buy additional PPE or incur additional costs to sanitize your church, so this is all all nonprofits, but uh, you know, ch- religious institutions have been pretty much excluded unless you had people on payroll. So we would encourage those folks, those uh, institutions too, to, to apply. And if you had to buy you know, anything you needed to stream online, so they, they can a- apply to recover those costs. And, uh, I just looking at the chamber, you know, the chamber just we didn't have a confish and we're not having a crab fest at least right now. Oh no no don't don't put that out there. Okay. Right <laughs> now, right now, right now. We, but, we but have you, them scheduled. No, but, <laughs> but, my point, but my point being is that you you didn't realize income from last right. from the yes. when we normally have crab. Are you going to score your own application? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this is why this is why we have a panel. This is why we yeah. have a group of people. Doing I was just things. kidding. Exactly. Come on. All right. So so don't, don't throw out that Crab Fest is canceled no, and the chamber is giving themselves money. Well, let's be. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple of let's, calls about that. Right yeah, now. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So people who have already got a PPP loan are still eligible for this one. That's yes. exactly so right. So we now have this. The, so we have two programs that are available right now because you have this supplemental program that's just been released today about the CARES Act money for people who didn't get the first deal. Mm-hmm. and But that doesn't really have anything to do with you. So that's a whole different group that may be applying for that. And here comes the, the you know, fill out the thing. So yours, though, is whoever gets, whoever has money already 
it doesn't make any difference. This is just another supplemental chunk. That's exactly right. If you can demonstrate need, we're ready to give you money. Uh, so I, I know a lot of people have had concerns and hesitancy is because there's there's different programs out there, right? There's the one through the state where you apply through credit union one. This is a totally different program. This is through the city of Kodiak, through the Economic Development Corporation. So the city of Kodiak, the funds that they received got put into the Economic Development Corporation. That's who's giving out this money. So we have our own set of guidelines that are what I feel are, are far less restrictive. I think very, than, very broad guidelines. Exactly. So f far less restrictive. So if your business has not yet qualified or you're just exhausted and exasperated from the application process with others, this should be a pretty solid window and an easy opportunity that hasn't been available before. We'll help you fill the application out if you need help. That's exactly right. Really. So the grants are $2,500 to $25,000. Yes. Um, and what is some of the scoring criteria? I mean, how would you how would you assess a good application? Well, there's a few requirements that we um, will look at right away. Um, we want it to be a Kodiak-based and Kodiak-owned business. Those are things that are going to directly affect eligibility. And then we're going to look at things like um, your profit and loss statements, um, how much you've actually lost due to the pandemic, and then what help have you received. So it'll be, uh, it's merit-based. So you're not ineligible if you've gotten an IDLE or PPP loan, but if you've gotten you know $50,000 from the PPP and there's a comparable business that have gotten nothing, one of you will have a higher merit base than the other. Okay. So um, the other, the state level that you're talking about with the CARES money where you have to have a business account with Credit Union One, they do have restrictions. If you've gotten any PPP money, you're automatically excluded. If you've gotten $5,000 or over through IDLE, you're automatically excluded. Our local level is not like that. Our local level does not exclude you if you've gotten other funding because a lot of people have gotten, you know, $1,000, $5,000 here or there, but it's not enough to help them. So it's great that they got it, but we're trying to step up beyond that and give them what they really need. Yeah, one of the other criteria that we look at is longevity. How long will this grant help you for? If it's only going to help you for two weeks, you know, it, it might not rate as high as something that would help a business for three to six months. But, you know, apply. Please apply. We don't we don't know what we're going to see, and that's why we have sort of a matrix of grading criteria so that things can slide, so that the right businesses are getting the right amount of money to really have an impact here in Kodiak. Yeah, and I want to get a really positive message out, too, and that's, you know, if you think you qualify, but you're not sure, apply. You know, if you don't have a P&L because you're a small business and you don't, you know, you do your own taxes or whatever it is, and you don't keep a profit and loss statement, or you don't have a Schedule C uh, because you're sole proprietorship. That doesn't matter. You know, you can you can just put something down on paper and show I earned this much last year, this month, this year I've in March and April and projected forward. You know, we're going to be down by 80%. You know, we're going to take a look at that. I mean, there's some subjectivity to this. It's uh, just because I have, and we. Uh, we want to give money away, so we're not looking for ways not to give money away. And we, quite frankly, if we don't consume that full two plus million dollars, uh, the city is going to take it back and use it for something else. So 
we want to stabilize our businesses. We know, and talking to Sarah and Amy, there's lots of businesses that have been struggling, really struggling, and some, quite frankly, if they don't get additional funds in the next probably 30 days, may or may not come back. And those businesses we really, really want to target. And the other thing I think came up in conversation is this, because it's local funding and local money, um, we'll do everything we can to be discreet in terms of business information and keep it confidential. And if anybody's embarrassed about you know, saying, gosh, I need money, I'm taking local money, don't be embarrassed. I mean, this is not anything that anybody could have predicted or it's way beyond everybody's control. So if we can help you, uh, we'll be confidential, we'll be discreet, and we want to put money into your hands to strengthen, store, restore, stabilize your business and, and help you for the long run. I think it's important to note, John John was kind of dancing around it there, the group that is grading these applications and working with the grant money, we have taken every effort to to preserve confidentiality of businesses. So what I mean by that is Discover Kodiak is doing all the administration of the grants. So they're the ones that receive the applications. And the very first page of the application has all the business identifying information on it. That first page is not distributed to the entire committee. Only the factual information about what that business is going through. Now we're realistic, right? We, we know that there's only a couple of each business in town. So especially when we focus on the retail side, yes, we might be able to identify pretty easily what the business is, but we are trying very hard to keep that confidentiality so that any biases are removed. We also have this the four group of people doing the the evaluation of the applications, trying to represent quite a few industry sectors, but we do have a full base to reach out to from the Kodiak Economic Task Force that does represent even more industries so that if if the the core group of four doesn't understand something in the application and really needs to evaluate the need better, we will reach out to a very specific industry expert so that we understand it completely. Good. So there is not going to be a rollout of an announcement that says all these organizations just received a grant. Absolutely not. No, but if I get one, I'll be like, thank you. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I, so people look at it differently. Um, the For the Chamber of Commerce and for Discover Kodiak, we're 501c6s. So for all the other programs, we either have not been eligible or the website has crashed or we just haven't gotten through in time or um, maybe we didn't feel like we even needed it. Do we dare take money away from our, you know, you, there's all these factors. But for this, this is meant for our kind of businesses that haven't been eligible before. So it's a it's a great thing that the city is doing. Numbers, I mean, well, how many do you anticipate getting and how many grants do you think? I mean, that's, that's a lot of money to be distributing. So you have to have a, an enormous amount of applications come in. And knowing that the variable from 2,500 to 25,000 is a lot. I mean, potentially you could be looking at pushing out grants to four or 500 people, right? Well, I can say for certain that we're going to have at least 15 because <laughs> I have 15 when I drove over here this morning. Um, yeah, I fully expect there. But this just opened, there, right? This just opened right, it just, Friday. It, it, right. And so um, those are, I was answering questions over the weekend, um, our we have a P.O. box so people can mail their application in. You can send it in 
electronically or you can walk it in to discover Kodiak. So I've been meeting all kinds of new members of the community, which has been great. And I answered questions from home over the weekend about the application process and how to turn it in. So I do expect a lot, obviously a lot more. I, I'd say if we got um, between three and 400 is, is where we're looking. So we are, we're ready. Our files are, our file system is ready to go. And once you make it past me, you are just a number, which sounds rude, but <laughs> that is your, your name gets taken off and you become an application number. And so when the rest of the committee uh, sees it, like Sarah mentioned, uh, you know, we'll be like business 015. So um, that's how we're doing it. And that will, um, hopefully make people feel a little more comfortable with sharing their information with us. Yeah. And it's important to note too, even if we can identify this business because we only know one exists of this type of business, we're still under strict confidentiality. So anybody can come up to us and say, oh, did so-and-so get a loan? I'm not going to tell you. No. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. How much reticence do you see from the business community of, of not wanting to do this kind of thing because people don't want to take money? I don't think that's the reason. I think, like John mentioned earlier, it's the fatigue of applying for these loans and not ever hearing anything back. Yeah. If you applied for a PPP loan and you went to your accountant and you got all the statements and you turned it in, you sometimes didn't even get an email back saying you received your application. So that's one thing that we are doing for sure. Um, if you haven't handed it to me in person, you hear back from me via a phone call or an email that your application was received. Just peace of mind that your information is there and safe with us. So that's one problem you won't run into for this program for and, sure. And we will let every applicant know whether they've been approved or not and how much. I th and again, I, I, I'm just, I am a little concerned that people would be reticent for a number of reasons. Uh, but I, I think it's this simple, you know, if you've been closed if you're a business that was forced to close because you were deemed non-essential, you'll close for 45 days or whatever the time frame is. And during that time frame, you know, you would typically have uh, earned $15,000 or you'd had that coming through cash flow. I think all you need to do is say, I didn't make that $15,000. Here's what happened. And then on the 25th of June, you'll get a check from the city for $15,000. It's really that simple. We don't want to make it complicated. We don't want to make it arduous in any way. Um, we're really to help. And from the city perspective, and I, I, I can't speak as an individual council member, I can't speak about what the city wants to do or not do, but, but I can say that part of the city's, uh, again, uh, objectives and the budget objectives is, is a combination of economic development and quality of life. And I, I firmly believe, and I know Amy and Sarah do too, that, that sm small business and nonprofits, because we haven't said too much about them, but our small business and nonprofit uh, organizations are really... Uh, the lifeblood of our community, and I think they reflect what's good about Kodiak. So we want to strengthen that. We want our nonprofits who've been hurt by this. We want our business community who's been hurt by this. We want to do everything we can to restore them because it's all about quality of life. You don't have access to those nonprofits that just do so much in our community that often goes unheralded, or the small businesses that give back to the Little League and, and do all those other things, or just gives you some other place to go on a Saturday to go shopping. Um, you know, that, that's all part of who Kodiak is. And we, we know that the, everyone has been affected. And we want to do what we can by providing this uh, access to these funds to, uh, to strengthen that, restore that, and, and help put Kodiak back on the right foot. You, the outreach, I understand that there's an application in 
Tagalog and in Spanish too. Yes, there absolutely is. So right um, in the entryway to the ferry terminal building, Discover Kodiak is on the right, and we have our visitors' guides and some brochures and stuff right there. In one of those holders, there are folders with English, Spanish, and Tagalog applications available right in the foyer. So how are you getting the information out to the community that these are available? We were on the hotline on Friday. Obviously, we're here today. Uh -huh. um, and Sarah, you will hear Sarah's lovely voice about <laughs> once an hour That's on the right. radio. <laughs> really? uh, yes. I, I have to say, I got my hair done over the weekend. And by the end of my appointment, I was pretty sick of hearing my own voice. <laughs> 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 but I think that's good. That says we're reaching people, right? Well, we we reached out to Philam, just uh, convention with you know the mm -hmm. we have the applications in Tagalog. We've reached out to Philam. Uh, we've reached out to the various members of the seafood industry um, to uh, to let everybody know on that. So they've done their outreach. So you know, we've con we've reached our key people in addition to the you know the paid advertising. Yeah. Or the, this too. We've done press releases, email blasts. We have a social media campaign that's a paid blast that we're working on. So we're we're trying pretty hard to get that word out there. Yeah. Sarah and I have sent out emails to our memberships, so our memberships know. And then we've also uh, Discover Kodiak has reached out. If you're in tourism, we're trying to find you. So over the weekend, you may have gotten obnoxious messages <laughs> from someone who looked like they were going to book at your Wilderness Lodge. But no, it was just me <laughs> telling you about the grant program. Yeah. Um, and that's one other thing, and this is off topic a little bit, but I just wanted to mention that you've heard the city of Kodiak, the city of Kodiak, but you don't have to be in the city of Kodiak to mm -hmm. get this money. Right. This mm -hmm. is archipelago-wide this is anywhere in the archipelago. So if your business is on a Fognac Island or Raspberry Island or at one of the villages around the island, you mm -hmm. are eligible. So this money is CARES Act from the city of Kodiak, but please know that it is for the entire archipelago. So what are some of the requirements that you have to have to be eligible to, to apply for one of these? You must be local. You must be a small business with 35 employees or less. Meaning you have a license. You have to have a business license. You have to have a business license or for the fishermen who don't, the equivalent, I, I gosh, I can't remember the CF, name of CFEC. CFEC, thank you, John. Uh, so either one of those will go ahead and validate, and you do have to have had that before, what, March 1st, I think, or February mm -hmm. 29th. But you're, you're doing a comparison thing, right? So for a new startup business that's only been in business for six months, are they eligible? They yes. absolutely are, yes. Yeah, we, again, projected losses. So whatever they can show us from the previous six months, show us that. Whatever you can show to demonstrate it, it is just not as formal as the other processes have been. We want to give money away. It can be a handwritten narrative of how COVID-19 has affected your business. So I can get my granddaughter to do it? If that's what it takes. Nice. <laughs> I would kind of like to see that. Please do. I, um, yeah, cray crayon might be encouraged. I'd like to see a little color. That, that yes. one might go public. <laughs> <laughs> you better score her high. <laughs> yeah, one of the things, too, that we're looking at long term, uh, because this Economic Development Corporation is something we literally set up on Friday, um, and is that this is something that we hope to sustain for years to come, and one of the things that um, and we've talked a little bit about we'd like to accomplish as a result of all this rounds of funds is also do a study, uh, probably uh, 
beginning the first part of next year is, is go back and capture a lot of information for business and nonprofits and really determine what the actual economic costs were to our community of these shutdowns. And uh, the seafood industry, actually the city and the borough, uh, uh, had a study done in 2016 about the impacts to the seafood industry to our economy. Well, we want to do sort of a follow-on to that and find out actually so we can understand better what the actual impacts, because there's some businesses uh, that might not come back if, unless they get help. Uh, so we really want to understand what's happened to our business. But right now, it's like we're, it's, that's premature. We want to do everything we can to, to help these businesses thrive and survive going forward. So what kind of entities are out there? I mean, you mentioned the honey bucket <laughs> brigade or something. Uh, you know, I mean, we often think of the, the brick and mortar shops, right? Now we're going into the, the tourism, the lodges. I mean, what kind of, what kind of people would you actually say uh, encourage to come in and try and apply for these? Anybody with a business license, you're saying? Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. Um, This is supposed to be very widespread. The, I mentioned the wilderness lodges just because I am trying to get the word out to the villages. So I'll keep saying that over and over. Um, but all village-based businesses. Um, Tribal the, entities are included in that as well. Yeah. Yes. yes. Ta- taxi cab drivers. I mean, who you, you know, probably don't see or talk to on a regular basis. But, you know, so small individual sole proprietorships. Um, the only thing I think that we talk about because exclusions is that, and we've kind of talked a little bit about this, is that, if it's a home-based business, you know, where you sell something on Etsy, uh, that's probably not going to qualify, you know, unless you have a business license where you, you know, have been and you can prove you're in business since uh, before March. So and it, you show a loss. And you can show a loss. Yeah, but but that mainly it's just a business that's a recognizable business. Now, let's go into the scoring a little bit. I mean, how how are these things going to be assessed to determine, you know? Who's more valuable? You know, if somebody has a request for fifteen thousand dollars, and you know you're you're trying to distribute it out a lot of people, do you just kind of randomly say, "No, we've only got that's meritable, but this one only gets five, You know, or if there's two businesses that are in the the same thing and they're both asking for twenty five, how do you decide? That's really hard for us to answer right now, Mike, yeah. because we just don't know how many applications we're going to get it and what the demand is going to be like. Um, I, I, I think of it, I have 12 years in the Coast Guard, and I know on promotions, you look at all the applications, and there's a lot of easy, no way, no way, oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely, no, yes, no, yes, to do that first, and then go through the yeses, and then go back to the noes and help those people, how can we get them to a yes? So our goal is to get as much money to as many different people out. But to, to say how are we going to weigh one against another, we just don't know what that process looks like yet because we don't know who's going to apply. Yeah, and we actually, I, I texted Amy this weekend about grading criteria and evaluation criteria. Mm-hmm. She actually gave me a long list back. But I, we haven't formalized, I think kind of where it's at, we haven't formalized the grading criteria. We haven't finalized it. But what I would envision is that the applications, once they're all received, uh, will go out to the four members of the evaluation team and they really have about 10 days to review them all. And I think we'll have sort of like a yes, no, go, no, go kind of look. If somebody's application's incomplete or it's completely off the charts, that's a no. But if it's reasonable, acceptable, that'll be into the yes pile. And we're going to have them co- uh, segregated by industry type to make it a little bit easier. So, you know, whether it's transportation or seafood or retail or 
whatever it is to help us you know so we're not going from a retail application to the next one's a an air taxi and you know we want to kind of keep them consistent so sort of have a two-phase process that we'll go through the yes come up with our list individually of yes no's and then we're going to get together uh, i think we talked about on saturday some point mm-hmm. uh, before the end of the period and then we're just going to i think based on the amount of money we have available and the requests the the aggregate of all the requests i think then we'll start to evaluate how much each entity will receive and that's you know if we only get 100 applicants potentially everybody get more if we get 300 applicants and that you know it divides the pie by a little by a few more people are you, are you thinking that you're going to try and be uh, industry specific and say, you know, we we definitely want to fund people in this category, this category, this category, so that, you know, there is money that goes to the taxi cab people and there is money that goes to this, the daycare centers and there is money that goes to nonprofits and the church segments. I mean, we do want to make sure that it gets distributed appropriately. So, I, I know that that's a dance around the question, but we really just don't know what we're looking at until we have all the applications. That's why we did want it to be, they call it a competitive process, where it is all the businesses kind of competing against each other. But at least that way, then we have the real picture of what parts of Kodiak are suffering the most, where is the the need, but we do want to disperse it appropriately and and fairly evenly. We want to make sure that we aren't excluding just one industry. So it's about inclusivity, not exclusivity. Well, it gives you a good idea of what you were talking about, John, too. Based on the amount of applications you get in, you're going to actually see an early picture of the economic impact this has had on us, right? right? Um, that's pretty valuable. I got a question here that says the state is going to pass out cash. The city and the borough will get some of those funds. What is going to the city and the borough going to do with those funds? What are they talking about? CARES Act money? That's all I've got in front of me. So okay, I, so you're right. The state did hand out the CARES Act money, and that's the 11.9 million that John mentioned earlier. And so this is exactly what the city is going to do with that doing money. With their money. Right. And the borough's making a decision sometime next week. They're supposed to this, meet this on week. Thursday mm-hmm. and discuss it. And your program is totally funded out of the city distribution, though. Correct. Yes. Right. Correct. The State Cares Act Fund is the Credit Union One program that's happening now, right. the follow up to the PPP federal deal. Um, what's your, optimistically, what do you want to happen? I mean, at the at the end of the the closing of the application period, um, what would look like a good suc- good success to you? Well, I've heard a lot of businesses expressing, you know, we have we have built for this situation. We did have reserve funds. Our reserve funds are just about out, and we don't feel like we can breathe. And so, hopefully, at the end of this program, we know that it's not going to solve everything. We know that it's not going to make up for every lost bit of revenue that every business has experienced. But hopefully what we can do is give some businesses some some room to breathe and maybe even save a few. That That's exactly what our goal is. We want to help those who haven't been able to get the help that they need. You know, I, I just think you ask that question is all saying there's, there's a couple components. There's the, uh, the factual amount of funds that a business might uh, might receive. But I I know that in going through all these application processes, it's been fairly uh, 
uh, remote for a lot of people. You know, they either couldn't get online or they they got excluded before the funds were all expired. But I think what we're doing here is we're offering close personal touch to let businesses know that this is not some organization, you know, that's at the state level or even at the federal level that is distant and uncaring. We're, we're saying we're local Kodiak folks, that we're here to help you. And we want these businesses and the nonprofits to understand that we, we, we're here to help them. And it's not just about giving funds. It's sort of, I think, almost like a, uh, a reassurance that we care enough about you, we want you to be successful. So it's that, um, again, it's not that sort of, uh, 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 you're just on a number you know, of, of millions and millions of people applying, but we are really don't want to outreach and, and say that every, every business, every nonprofit that applies is valuable to our community. Yeah. So are you back in the office again? I am back in the office. Uh, we're, we have official open hours to the public from 12 to 3, but we're there to answer questions. And if people are dropping off applications, if the door is locked, just knock, although it hasn't been locked, so you can just come in. Um, and I just wanted to answer your question real quick about what does success look like. For tourism, it looks like all the businesses that are here this year are here next year. So a lot of businesses have decided that it's not worth it um, they'll lose more money by opening this year than if they um, stayed closed. So for those that are um, making those decisions now, I hope this money will make it so that if whether they're opening or not, they have the funds to open again next year. So that's that's success for us. So how are people doing? Uh, in tourism, um, I have about 10 businesses that have decided not to open for the year, that they'll save more money by not opening. Um, and um, that 80% loss in bookings is is a pretty standard number across, across bed and breakfast, wilderness lodges, um, fishing charters. So not good, but spirits are mostly pretty good. A lot of people are rebooking for 2021. Um, and some beyond. So um, there's definitely hope for the future, and we'll see what happens um, later in this season. For people who are here or people in Alaska who can travel here, the bear viewing right now is unbelievable. It's outstanding, and all of our uh, air taxis are taking people out bear viewing. So plug, plug. If you haven't done that, <laughs> go do it. It's absolutely amazing right now. How's the business community doing locally? Uh, you know, I I think Amy nailed it. There there is some positivity, but a lot of uncertainty. I I mean, I we see different a breath of fresh air come every time there's a program that gets financing to help our businesses. So at the very beginning, businesses were devastated. I I had a lot of phone calls with a lot of tears, and. PPP funding kicked in, idle funding kicked in, but then we also had the extra set of businesses that didn't get any of that funding who sat for hours in front of a computer waiting for an application to open that as soon as they got through, they found out the money was gone. That's been really devastating for our business community. And so I, I think that there is a lot of that fatigue is, is the word that has been used a lot today. A lot of fatigue in our business community. They, they've gotten their idol and their PPP possibly, and they're feeling a little bit better about things. But overall, a lot of businesses just still haven't seen the volume 
that they hope to. You know, just because they're open doesn't mean that everyone's coming through. I know that this weekend it was really amazing to see the tent sales going on at so many of our businesses and seeing that that confidence and and just the community back to being a little bit more what Kodiak is about and out and about. So we have these little glimmers of hope and it's it's all about continuing to provide those opportunities for our businesses to thrive and succeed. And, uh, you know, we'll see how long this round lasts and and hopefully it'll get us through to the next round and eventually back to normal. Because there there is there is this urgency to spend out this money because there's a supplemental there's there's supplemental money that's going to come if the city is able to spend all the money by the end of June, and that's considerably less than this chunk though. Well, it, it, those amounts haven't been decided yet, so the the uh, city staff and the council will review this tomorrow night. So, but from what I uh, I just I think I would anticipate is uh, we'll get the larger chunk this time because the city's actually getting a larger amount. So uh, I, I'm. I would just project I'm going to get upwards of $2 million in this go-around. The next go-around, which begins in July, uh, I would anticipate significantly less, but still uh, enough because we know that some businesses, uh, if we can give them just uh, enough to get them through for the next month or so, they're still going to need help. You know, there's going to be these these losses, you know, tourism-based business, loss of 80% of revenue that's not going to come back uh, this year possibly. So they're going to need help. And, and we also know that going into the wintertime when things slow down for a lot of retail businesses, then those tough times start all over again. So we really want to do everything we can to shore up these businesses so they can get through the next three or four months and help them get through the wintertime so we can start the cycle over again. It looks like you got your work ahead of you, right? Yes. But you're ready to go into it. And I guess the biggest message you have is everybody that thinks that could possibly apply apply should apply. If you have questions, you can call Discover Kodiak at 907-486-4782 or our email address with questions is info at Kodiak.org or stop by. Stop by. Whatever we can do to help, just let us know. Well, thank you guys for what you do. Appreciate it. It sounds like it's a it's a it's a much needed program, um, and we didn't get any, as many questions as I thought we were going to get. So maybe it's it's so easy that uh, <laughs> that you know, frequently answered question page is good is on that really? website. <laughs> Absolutely. And who's responsible for that? Uh, that's John, Miss Amy, Sarah, me, yeah. the lawyer. Lots of. This is this is not the effort of any one person. Mm. Although, if we were going to give uh, a lot of credit, I would give it to John Wooden. Absolutely, it would not have happened without him. Absolutely, this is really the uh, brainchild that started mm. with John. So, thank you to John. Well, I, I wouldn't have done anything without these two ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit back and they do all the work. And when when is it due by? June 9th. And it's open now. It's open, open now. now. Get your applications in. Kodiak. EDC. EDC. Right. Yes. Um, and call you for any help that you need in filling out the application. But it yes. would be it would be great if you saw three, four hundred different would applications from people. Yeah. Absolutely. We we want to help. We well, let's do it. Let's spend some money. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Amy and I have been waiting for this moment where we just get money that someone tells us, go spend, spend it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's your opportunity. <laughs>
All right, you guys have a great week. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.